Hey, this is Matteo Lane. I'm Emma Wilman. And this is Inside the Closet. Inside the Closet. We're back with another episode of Inside the Closet. Welcome to the show. Hello, hello. Still got a fake tooth. Yeah, how's the tooth? How's Toothgate? Toothgate is really a pain because I'm going to go. So you, if, you, if you guys, have, if you've been listening for a really long time, you would know that years and years ago, I got veneers at a place called Harlem Dental. And it's right where I used to live in Harlem. They said the doctor has a very thick Russian accent. And he said some version of what do you do? I said, I'm trying to make an entertainment. He said, what you need is TV teeth. I said, tell me more. He said, cash for TV teeth. I said, tell me more. And I went and he actually did a great job. He gave me veneer. He gave me veneers for like $2,500 cash, but he gave me about six grand worth of teeth. So what got skimmed on was we didn't really have a lot of talks because I would go in there like early in the morning or late at night or whatever. And, uh, it was never really laid out to me that I shouldn't be like biting into things. Maybe that was just, con- maybe everyone just knows that, but, but I that's just- what your teeth are for. They're yeah. for biting. Yeah. Well, like- who, who gets new teeth and then someone's like, ah, but just don't yeah. bite. Have don't mashed bite. potatoes for the rest of your life. You're like, wait, right. what? Maybe I wouldn't make any sense at all. Yeah. Or I should have been wearing my mouth guard. Like, cause my dentist now was like that. You didn't wear your mouth guard really fucked your teeth up. And I was like, fuck. So in this past year, my teeth have been like popping out and then I fractured one of my teeth. So I have to get an implant. It's going to be a whole thing. Did you do something specific to fracture it or did you just have like an Sure did. Sure did. When I went in, I was like, my tooth is hurting. And they did an x-ray and they said, well, it's been traumatized. And I was like, from my comedy? No, I'm just kidding. But I was like, from my stand-up? But I, but I was, they're like, your tooth has been traumatized. I know exactly what happened. I didn't tell you this. I don't remember them saying that it was traumatized. So it's been traumatized. So in the x-ray, they were like, you had to have had some blunt, you had to have something hit you in the face. So like, there's not really any way you could have your tooth break across like that without something that you would remember. And I was like, I, I know what it was. I, I know when I was doing a boxing class, Got I remember it. there's this move where you're like, move. if you join the Patreon, you can see you're pumping your hands underneath your face, like, blah, 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 blah. and I remember being really tired and bopping myself and being like, ow, and I didn't have a mouth guard in because when you're boxing with yourself, you don't put a mouth, your mouth guard in. So I was like, and I was like, ouch, and I kind of clocked myself, and it has to have been that. I mean, that movie, you got a really strong, you're like Popeye. So maybe what there was that, or maybe it was like years ago when I fell down the stairs that time and it just, Mm. but, but they said it had to have happened since November. So they said I had a little crack in my tooth and they said, since the last time I went in for a checkup, because I've had x-rays over the years. So it has to have been in the past couple months. So it must've been. No, I'm, do I need TV teeth? You have TV teeth. I didn't, it's a, you have TV teeth. It's it, all your teeth are straight. I had one little tooth and a space in my front teeth, but it's not worth it. All this dental work. Mine aren't totally straight. This one You're straight. sticks out. It like that, like comes out and sticks out. I do. I will. I will say of all the things, I was not born with nice hair. Obviously, it's falling mm. out. Mm. I was born with nice teeth. I was given my mother's teeth. I have never had plaque problems. I've never had a cavity. I've never you ne- had. You've never had nothing. a cavity nothing Impossible. i didn't go to the dentist for eight years and they were like this is gonna be rough and they were like mm, nothing no cavity 
No cavity. How? Virtually impossible. I just, I just have nice teeth. I was born with nice teeth. Like, obviously, I had braces for four and a half years. They oh, didn't God. look nice for a long yeah. time. But, I mean, in terms of, like, healthy teeth, I've got very healthy teeth. That's you, one thing that I can be like, got it. Got? Did you start flossing from a young age? No, I didn't floss forever. I only started well, flossing until my adult years. So I never floss. I always say I do. Don't do it. There's a comedian, Nikki Glazer, we've talked before. She's got a great joke on one of her Letterman sets about flossing and how when you first start dating someone, you pretend you to always floss. So that when you're flossing with them, like you pretend basically you're the best version of yourself. So you'll be flossing. and They'll be like blood all over the sink and it's like oh yeah it's just i'm just going rough it's not that i never do this and i that's me like if i'm with someone i'm like oh yeah i always floss and it's like i'm covered in blood because i never fucking floss ever i floss now i floss probably like four days a week i'll forget some days but i'm like "Eh, i'm like lazy today but i have to remember to floss well anything Um, you can do to keep track of them because now and I lost my dental insurance two weeks before this happened, but apparently my dental insurance wouldn't have covered it anyway. Mm. So tomorrow, I got a quote from my dentist I see, which is in Gramercy, which is this like kind of fancy area in New York. And it was really expensive. So I was like, damn, I'm going to call up Harlem Dental because I know they would take my Medicaid. I know they take Medicaid. I know they will sl- help me out. So I'm going after all these years. So I haven't, I haven't gone into Harlem Dental in maybe seven years, right? The secretary that works there, because I used to live right near there, so I would walk by and say, hi, really friendly. I haven't gone in there in seven years. I call up. She goes, what's up? And I was like, hi, I'm a former patient. She goes, I know Emily. And I go, it's actually Emma. And she's like, oh. And I'm like, how did you even remember that it was like in that ballpark, though? And she's like, I remember you short blonde hair. And I was like, yes. And she was like, what's going on? And I was like, I got dental insurance since I last saw you, and then I lost it. And she was like, well, come on uptown. I was like, I'm coming back, so I'm going to go up there tomorrow. And It does feel nice when someone recognizes you. Like, There's been times where like, I've been recognized in a place, and then I go back years later, and they forget my name, and it's devastating. Right. I'm like, no, but you knew me. And they see, I mean, she sees, there's no fucking, I mean, I remember having, I would walk by there and always like wave and there was a Domino's across the street and we would talk about, she loved Domino's. We would talk about Domino's. She loves it. Her kids loved it. Her husband loved it. Domino's, Domino's. But like, there's no reason she remembered me. And she was like, what's going on? And she, I was like, I don't have dental insurance. And she was like, yeah, life. And I was like, yeah, can I, can we circle back? And she was like, nope, come back. So I'm going to go up there. Get my tooth checked out. See what... Well, at least you'll feel comfortable. You'll feel like you're back at home. You're like, I know these people. They know me. The bitch of it is, though, they already started. So I'm going to have to get a temporary fake tooth that they're going to put in. Then they're going to do another surgery and another surgery. And then in like three or four months, they have to like drill a hole into the bone. God. Yeah. And then I'm supposed to go on all these painkillers, which I'm not going to do because I don't want to be on painkillers. And then that it has to like adhere and it takes four to six months to like be a back fully four to six months from the implant date. So like in three months, it'll be four to six months. And that's where I'm like, this sucks. And I was thinking about your hair, actually, because I was thinking about how if you ever do that thing with your hair, you're going to take a couple weeks. And I was like, I don't want to have to take off like a full month off. And then it doesn't grow in until like seven months later. Damn. See, I was thinking about I'm going to just have to do it because it's my teeth. But I was like. Maybe, maybe if I, it would only be like two weeks. Some people said it's like, fine, you don't even need the 
two weeks. It's like until you can eat, eat again. But I was like, if I have to take two weeks off, maybe I'll take the time off and do a caffeine detox and just fucking be miserable for two weeks. You know, like go for it. I won't do that. I, I'm not actually going to caffeine detox. It'd be great if I did, but, but that's the update on the teeth. I mean, what if I did like an online, like I get like a certain percentage off if I film me getting my hair done. Sure. That's, too, that's too, no, it's not that's too, too vulnerable. I don't want people to see me with blood all over my head. Yeah. But you know who else doesn't want to see you with blood all over your head? The doctor's office. So they would edit those pictures because that's not good advertising for them. You no, know, I've seen it where like, it's like their scalp. That, let me just put it this way. You don't, it's not glamorous. There's no glamour right. in it. It's not like the filler before and after where like, they're sort of that slightly is leaning back in a yes. chair. And then you see like the lip and then it's just like a little bigger. And then they do like a before and after. This is like a, it looks like scabs, all a burn, like, like when a forest fire happens and there's just what's like, what's left that's on your head. I wonder if it would make you more like people would be like, Oh my God, he's not like perfect. You know what I mean? I don't think anyone thinks I'm perfect. Well, not to butter you up, but you're so talented and good looking. I mean, I'm not just, I'm just saying then seeing you with scabs in your head, people be like, Oh, you know, Um, yeah, I think (laughs) he's a witch. (laughs) Get him. I told, so I brought a date to a comedy show on Wednesday and Friday. Mm-hmm. And she got to see Mateo. She loved Mateo. And I had a conversation. My speaking of not glamorous, my spiel before going to a comedy show was you can come to a show. And I was like, I used to try to really impress someone. I was like, all I can tell you now is it's not fun how you think it's going to be fun. It is fun, but it's not fun how you think it's going to be fun. It's not glamorous how you think it's going to be glamorous because there's no glamour. And sometimes it's interesting and that's it. And I have said, we have to go over this. So before I went in, I said, what is it not? And she was like, it's it's not fun. I go, but it is fun. But it's not fun how you think it's going to be fun. Am I an awful date? No, I wish I had had that conversation with a few people before. Because I think the expectation, first of all, I just stopped bringing people that I know to comedy shows. I had a friend in town who made the the amateur mistake. Like, I'm not, I don't care, you know, but he did the, it's a Saturday night, six o'clock. And he goes, do you have shows tonight? I said, yes. Mm-mm. He goes, oh, I'm going to try and come. Mm-mm. And I said, one, I said, I love you. However, <laughs> you're not coming. And two, I don't know if you know what the comedy seller is, but it's like, booked months ahead like it'd be like just on a night where the ghost of judy garland is performing at carnegie hall you're like i'll just get front row seats it's like Mm -hmm. no like Mm -mm. it's kind of a big deal so i was just like no and he's like oh well there's a standby i said you'll be waiting outside for two hours Mm -hmm. and i will not be entertaining you Mm -hmm. i said so you know people don't get it like i'll come hang out with you at your show and i'm like you're not i was like i'm at work which I'm I understand working. too. And yeah, the key there is just saying, because I told my sister was like, Can you start coming back to Boston more? And I was like, actually, no. I was like, I need the because I, I need the money that I would get on the weekends from doing shows. So I no. And she was like, Oh, cool. But in the past, I would have been like, I wouldn't have explained it well either. And then she was like, Oh yeah, that makes sense. Fine. But it's it's just hard to so I mean, good for you for setting the expectations. Cause I understand how someone wouldn't get it. Cause it does sound insane when someone's like, Oh, I'll come to your show, and for us to be like, no. But then you go on our Instagram and it's like, come to my show. 
show, eight, nine, and ten. We need you there more than anything. And guys, if well, I, I do shows up. on the week. Like if I'm perform. By the way, my shows in Miami got canceled. It's a long story, and I'm really upset about it. But like if I'm performing on a weekend somewhere, we want people to come then mm-hmm. because it's completely different right, scenario. Right, right. Like, but I get it. I get it. People don't get it. They don't. They mm-hmm. don't live our lives, and it's right. confusing, and they don't get it. And I don't expect. At this point, I frankly just don't expect people to get it. So it's better to just explain to them. Like you said, that's great to be like, this is not glamorous. Yes, (laughs) exactly. And I was like, because I was like, I will take, I took Tuesday night off and I said, Tuesday night, I'll take off and I could see you late night. And then on Sunday, she left this morning on Sunday evening, we went on a date. She took me out and bought me a lobster roll, and it was nice. Oh, from, yeah, it was fun. <clears throat> from Baba Corkin's Lobster. Um, Where was it? I have a lobster truck, and I also have a place. Instead of a truck, it's in the same place every time, so you can go when the hours are open. I'm calling it a restaurant. <laughs> was does she really have a lobster truck? <clears throat> Yeah, that was one of her big things. And then she made what? a lobster truck restaurant and explained a restaurant as if we didn't know what a restaurant was. That is so. Oh, that is that is that is how things are now. They're like, yeah, it's a it's Amazon books, and 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 we're gonna set up a system so you can rent the books. And it's like, you mean like a what was it called? What was it called? Library? And they're like, yeah, like that. But it's Amazon books. It's a whole new thing. Like, I just watched this thing this morning. It's, it's like a series called The Rise and Fall of, right? So one is cruise ships, one's Twinkies, one's Jello. Oh my God, and is, I would love to see that. And, that sounds so interesting. Yes, and one is of malls. I found the malls Ooh. to be the most fascinating because I think we are a generation, we are the last generation of our youth to really experience, I think, what a mall was. Wait a minute. You mean to tell me malls have fallen? One in every four malls will be have closed well that's a fucking travesty and we'll continue well i mean it makes sense malls were developed by this guy i think in the 50s having two large department stores and then stores in between and they're fun Um, well and and it was it was developed because when the suburbs were developed they had there's sort of three logics of life and the first logic being having a home second having work third is a socializing exchange of thoughts friendship gathering well because of the rise of suburbs and not living in the city there weren't these places to sort of have these exchanges and meet people. So malls were created part because it gave work, part because you could go buy stuff all in the same place and part because it was social. And, and the, the largest rise was in the 80s. So and the 80s Cheesecake Factory. Like, and the Cheesecake Factory, yes. And all, and all Ruby Tuesdays, and all the other Rainforest Cafe, all these other stuff. Rainforest that came Cafe! With malls. Yes, yes. I'm from Chicago, and in Chicago, in the west side of Chicago, besides Hip, if you're from Chicago and you went to the Hip, girl, but there's a mall called Woodfield, and I grew up near Woodfield, and it was the second largest mall in the United States because it had Mm. the most stores in it, Mm. and I remember being in middle school, and that was a place to go hang out, and you would, like, you know, go shopping, and, like, you were cool if you worked at Abercrombie, but I think it's all dead, Everything is dead. So is that because of COVID or what do kids these do, do these days? Go on TikTok? Well, I think most of it has to do with Amazon and ordering stuff oh. online. And, and most people, like you're right, the socializing of young kids today is through the internet. It's not through the mall. And this is very dangerous because, so the mall, the closest mall to me was a 45 minute hour drive. So it was an event. So it's like, are we going to the mall? And, and it'd be like, yes, we are. My friend Margo's grandmother gave her her car and it was this clunky piece of shit 
We sh- no one should have been driving in it, but we would all load into her car. So once we have four people, we'd have like 25 people in there, you know, go to the mall. And then we would go to the food court and walk around. And then, you know, you go through phases. It's like sometimes you have dinner. Sometimes you go to a movie. Sometimes someone has a date. Sometimes you get into shoplifting and then you have to stop getting into shoplifting. It's all this stuff. But now it's like, you know, like it's it worries me when someone like someone, I, my sister in adver- used to work in advertising. So her friends I know that you, they work, at, work in advertising, they're all remote. And I'm like, advertising is creative. You guys have, like, you can't be you remote forever. You should be forever. together. Right, right. If you're remote I will forever, say, having, be, having worked at, as a creative, an yeah. illustrator and storyboard artist, w- collaborating with other people in the same room really does change the whole game. I mean, you can do it home alone. The same way we can do comedy home alone. And you I can, can have do it sex- on the Zoom. But right. it doesn't make it the same. Yeah, it's like having sex via Zoom versus just, you know, obviously it doesn't take away from the artist's creation, but just the, the coming up with ideas is better when you're together. And also, I would be curious if you had this and with other people had this. Now, this is maybe not a good reason to be in an office because this means I wasn't actually doing my job. But when I worked in Boston for this year and I had a job that I really fucked around the whole time I was in there, my favorite thing was talking at the coffee maker with this mm-hmm. friend of mine, Julie. So it'd be like, I'd be in my little cubicle. And then can you guys imagine me in a cubicle, by the way? Can you no, imagine? No, I, I can imagine you getting absolutely nothing done, but having the confidence to act like you did do shit. Oh, and that kept, you, you, that know kept it, you having a job for a long time. And also, I remember when I went in for, with the HR woman, she, I fucking knew I got it the second I walked in. She was kind of this like, hot Italian woman that wanted to be an actress and it was done. Like we flirted. And then she was like, well, you haven't, you know, most of the people that work here have traveled all over the world. And I was like, right. Yes. And then we talk. And so I like, then like kind of was like, well, I didn't put that on my resume that I did actually travel around um, Connecticut, but I did, (laughs) I have traveled online or whatever I said. And then my reference was, this girl I knew who was my friend, we've lost touch with, she was an actress and she called her and she lied. And then I got the job. Like after she talked to her, they called me, they're like, we'd be honored to have you. And I was like, what did you say? And she's like, I made it sound like you should be president of the United States. I was like, this is like an entry level sales job. <laughs> like, but I, I went on my cubicle. I remember they said, they go, Emma, we've never had someone put in more effort with less results. And we're just trying to figure out how someone can put in so much effort. Cause I would be cold calling, but I all, one, I would do a lot of calls, but I never could make a sale. Never. Because I'd say, do you want to buy this? This is the product. And they would go, can't swing it. You know, we're, we're a school with a small budget and we need the money for books and not the study abroad program. And I'd be like, I get it. Do your thing. Bye. I'm not selling it. I'm not pushing teachers. Never sold one thing ever. Ever. And they're like, you make so many calls and talk so much. And there's been, it's just, there's no sales. Like, what are you? And then they would like monitor me and they'd be like, wow, like, how did you do so well at your other sales jobs? Cause I had lied. And I was like, of wow. <laughs> and like, well, they- you know, honesty worked in the other fields I was in. Turns out you all want liars. You just want to hire liars, is what you're saying. <laughs> They're like, oh, how did this happen? How did this? And then they gave me a bouncy ball because they were like, because then I started hanging out at the coffee machine, like talking a lot, you know, and I'm, I'm 
being social around the office and not doing anything, just like you pictured. So they get me a bouncy ball because it's good for people with ADD to like just bounce. So I would just be bouncing at my. I mean, what is this office? Just fire you. They're got. Wow, Emma's making all these calls, not selling anything, and she got a lot of ADD. Quickly get a bouncy ball. Fire her. (laughs) She obviously lied about her resume. Get her a new job. She's not good at this job. All right. I'm calling my mom because I was living at my mom's time. So like. I am calling my mom. What are we going to have for dinner tonight? At salmon. We had salmon last night. Is it Did weird? it even pay we- well? Did the job pay well? If you if you made the commission, I never made any commission. It paid okay. I was living at my mom, so I didn't, so I wasn't, I wasn't paying rent. And then my mom started charging. And I, every month I would spend my paycheck immediately, even though I wasn't paying rent. Like it was like. Yeah, because what's your mom going to do? Kick you out of the house? Well, actually, yes. So after like. What? So after about nine months of this. It was like, what are you spending the money on too? Because I, I'm really lucky and I don't have any debt. So it's like, I'm getting this check every month and then I would get the check, but I hated the job. So every day I would be like shopping at lunch, go get a massage at lunch, dating, dating. I'm spending the money. And I wasn't making a ton of money, but I shouldn't, I wasn't paying for rent or food. I should have just been saving it. No, every month, spend the money. I get the check, deposit it, spend it. We're going to take a break and I'll tell you what I did. We get right back. And we're back. And then I and I was going to therapy twice a week and like really, you know, it was a good time. And then my mom, I remember we were eating dinner and I had made a face mask with honey and oatmeal and I had it all over my face. And I came into dinner and my mom had made this whole dinner. We're sitting there eating, and I can feel the honey and oatmeal dripping onto my plate. Oh my god. Emma. As I'm eating the chicken. And she's oh. looking at me and she said, It's time. You've been here long enough. It's time to move. She said, she's like, I'm not going to kick you out, but it's time to look. I think it'd be good for you to get your own place. And I just have honey dripping off my face. And I was like, why? I love living together. (laughs) She was like, we just need an end. We need a, you know, we need an end in sight. And I had like, I was like bringing dates back to my mom's. And I remember some girl being like, are you like, what? Like, I'd be like, we can hang out with my mom. She's cool. I dated a trainer and the girl worked me and my mom out once. And then my mom was like, how much longer are you going to be with Amy? Cause I really want to do another training session. <laughs> and I was like, Oh God, it was awful. I mean, I, yeah. So they said, we've never seen someone try harder with less results. And I, I said, tell well, you right now as a 34 year old, if I said, ma, I want to move back home. She would, what'd you say? With- open arms but Mateo like, you are responsible and you've showed you can support yourself I even if I'm done. not though I mean if really? I was 50 Emma if I was 50 and said I want to move home she'd be like get in here no what but that's, if that's Italians they don't no, want kids to move out of the house what if what if it was like so even if you were like I'm straight and I'm gonna gain 900 pounds and jerk off to Craigslist I'm moving home. What would happen then? She'd say yes. She'd say I'm not happy about you getting 900 pounds overweight and mm. jerking off on Craigslist, but mm. this is your home. I'll set up your bed. You can stay here. Really? 1000%. That's see that is I can't I mean, my if mom I would, call her if I call my mom right now and said, "Ma, let's call my mom." 
I'm telling you, if and if I call my you and you're gonna call your mom after this, okay? Oh God, I don't want to put her on the spot because it's gonna make her look bad with it. Oh come on, here's my mom. (laughs) She's probably watching the baby right now. My mom will be like, "You're straight, what?" After all this, mom, you're on inside the closet right now. Oh goodness. If I wanted to move back home right now and live there, what would you say? I'd say, come on down. And and, and <laughs> if I was 50 and really overweight <laughs> and didn't have a job and said, Ma, I need to move back home, what would you say? Anytime, any day that you draw breath, you are allowed to come back here. This is your home. <laughs> Emma looks shocked. Okay. Wow. That's all we needed, Ma. I'll call you later. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, I'm gonna call your mom. All right, I'm. T- I could call my. I'm gonna call my aunt Cindy next and say, if I needed to move home, can I live with you? She'll say yes. Oh, I gotta. T- I gotta tell you guys something else that happened with this weekend that has to do with my mom. Put the mic close to the microphone. The bottom of it's the mic, Emma. The bottom of it's the mic. Hey, mom. Hey, mom. How you doing? We're just getting settled into where Oh, nice. I actually, I'm going to call you again later because I want to catch up. But Mateo and I, my friend, are doing our podcast, and I had a question for you. Yeah. What would you say if I wanted to move home? You're too old. His mom says she can move, he can move home anytime. Uh, uh. Well, Emma, I, I guess I would, but hold on. <laughs> It's not like I live in some big house. I know. I just was, I, I, I said, I was telling the story. Do you remember when I was, and you've been extremely generous too, but do you remember when I was working at Explorica and you and I were sitting eating dinner and I had honey and oatmeal on my face? I had made a mask and you had made this really nice dinner and we were sitting and eating it and the mask was dripping onto my plate while I was eating. And I remember you saying, you know, it's time for you to start looking at getting your own place. Do you remember that? No, I, I remember it because I had gotten honey everywhere, and you were just like, oh, "Sounds like he's something that sounds like him." Yeah, you uh. said I put that on after we ate dinner, and I, I was like, "I don't know," and I just got honey all every all over everything. But all right, well, it's a good thing I don't. It's a good thing I don't remember. Yes, yes, we can agree. <laughs> well, I'll call you. I'll call you later. I'll give you an update on the tooth because I'm going to get a second opinion tomorrow. Oh, I thought you were doing it today. Oh, tomorrow. Yeah, okay. Well, let me know. Okay. Uh, because tomorrow's too, too Tuesday, because you're scheduled to have this thing done on Friday, right? Right. Yes, that is correct. But I'll call you later. Okay. Okay. I love you. Bye. Bye-bye. I just texted my aunt Cindy if I could call her. That is so fucking funny. I mean, right now my dad is like, he's ready for it. He would want me to find something to do, I think. Like, Mm -hmm. he... But you got to understand, like, it's, I, I bet if my sister, no, even if my sister wanted to live with, my mom has a condo and my mom bought a condo in, when she had cancer. My, my mom has condo. A, a one level, three bedroom house. That's it. Oh. It's tiny. Okay. So <laughs> I, she bought. I think it's cultural. I think it's cultural. Yeah. She bought a this condo in Cambridge. And this is when the area was really like, Kendall Square was like. Very industrial. And then I don't know what happened. They like passed some tax break for pharmaceutical companies. The area has, it's so built up. And she, her apartment is bedroom, two bedrooms. And then there's a back room with a pullout bed. And then 
two bathrooms, no, two bath, two full bathrooms, and then like a little mini bathroom. And uh, but it's a con, you know, it's like a, it's it's not big, but it's not tight. It's there is a room. There is literally a room for me to you know be in. So my special uncle Zeke has been living with them while COVID is happening, but he's probably going to go into a home at some point. So there is is room, but. I just love that she was like, oh, I mean, <laughs> I mean, if you wanted to, you can. No, not uh, if I but, wanted to. But no, just said, that, that breath, that uh, sigh, which, oh. Uh. You're too old. I mean, but you gotta, you gotta think too. Think about like, my mom has met a lot of women I've been with. I remember one time my sister was staying. It was like around a holiday and I, I was with this girl at the time and I snuck her in like late. So it's like my sister's in the back room. My mom is there. Like, we're going to Thanksgiving the next day. I snuck this girl in, and I remember, like, making her, like, a peanut butter and apple sandwich in the kitchen. And, like, then we have sex all night. And then the girl's, like, naked, cuddled up. When we're cuddled up, and my sister, like, opens the door because she thinks I'm there alone. Because when she went to bed, I was fucking there alone. She opens the door, and there's, like, this, like, naked girl who was um, quite attractive. I, I, I'm not trying to. I'm just saying I remember she was... You know, it wasn't, not that it matters who you sneak into your mom's house, but it was, you know, if my sister was a straight guy or a gay queer person, she would have been like, nice, but she's so fucking straight. So she just sees this girl and she was, I remember her looking at me and the girl was like still asleep and she mouths, really, Emma? And then closes the door and she was like, mom is out. Like what? Like what? And we had to like, kind of like, I had to like shuffle the girl out. My mom obviously knew and like. Around the holidays, it's my mom, my special uncle, my sister, her husband. Like they're all just like so like consistent and have been together a long time. And then I'm like, my mom, eh, I get it. I, I'm basically saying I understand why she wouldn't necessarily want me to move home. I still think my favorite moment ever, ever on the podcast, the hardest I've ever laughed with you, is when I said, "How would your mother respond to being on the Titanic?" Yeah, well, some, this isn't going well. I didn't think this was going to happen when we bought the tickets. They didn't say when we bought, you know, I wish I hadn't bought these freaking tickets. I wish I hadn't. I, my friend, I was going to go hiking. I was going to go hiking with Maureen. And we were going to do a walking tour of Italy. And instead we came in this boat and now I'm freezing. And apparently the boat's not working. <laughs> is that an ice? Oh, my God. The truth is I was very lucky and I was able to get the first class tickets. And I feel so bad for those other people. But what are they going to do? What are they going to do? I guess I know what I'm going to do. I have the ticket. Thank God. That is getting too close to the boat. Oh, oh no. <laughs> She's out of her fucking... I had to stop... In stand-up, I had to stop giving her the punchlines. Because my mom did say that when we called her. Yeah, she she I would said, have, I'd be very lucky, I think. You know, and I probably, I just probably would have gotten the first class ticket, probably. I'd be very lucky. And so I would have probably been fine. I don't know what you two would have. Well, my Aunt Cindy. Oh, your Aunt Cindy was like. Is Mexican and Italian. She and goes, she'd be on the bottom of the boat. And she had a bad attitude about it. And she said, I said, what, I said, what would you be doing? She said, I'd be screaming. Yeah, I'd be yeah. screaming. Which is the correct fucking answer. 
<laughs> and also, I think she said something about wanting to be with her husband. Like, I think she was like, I'd see where Mike is or like, I'd make sure the kids are OK. And my mom was like, well, just thank God I got that ticket. <laughs> and, you know, it's not good for these like new. Ones, like, I just think in 1911, I can imagine my aunt sitting on the bottom of the boat saying, what the hell is going on? But I bet I'm moving my way to the top. Yes. She's it's healthier. You know, these these New England, these like yuppie New Englanders. I don't think it's I don't think they like we were talking about (laughs) with the girls going on a date with it. She's talking about her cousin. She goes, he won't go on him. And I was like, why? And she was like, in Mexican culture, very like she was like, in my experience, it's not like something everyone. She's like, I'm the only one in my family that goes to therapy. Like, it's not like a thing. And I was like, well, in my like waspy culture, everyone goes to therapy because you go to therapy when you have a hard time going to prep school and your parents inevitably get divorced or someone cheats and you go to therapy, then you get in your pills and at some point you get an eating disorder and then something. Oh my God. It's like a, it's so, oh. That's how it is. I know, but nothing's out. Nothing's out. We discuss everyone's problems in my family. Everyone's problems are out. We're all talking about it. Well, I've been bringing it up and everyone's like, well, Emma is a clown. Like, it's like, I've always been like different. As Lady Bunny would say, Emma's the first to graduate from clown college in her family. Uh, You know, I've been different. And then a lot of my first cousins are just like me, though. Like, they're like, uh, I have a lot of very well-adjusted, great first cousins. But you know, it's a different, it was a different, it's who fucking like, there shouldn't be too much therapy and there should be some therapy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. My mom actually broke that cycle. She went to therapy. She was the first in her whole family to go. And the reason she wins because she was 30 and her dad left her and her brothers and sisters when she was 15. And she Mm. wanted to work through that. And she did. And she, eventually found her dad and then that reconnected us to our Mexican family. And then that, you know, it was like a whole thing. Absolutely. Totally. I mean, going to therapy can be huge. Mm-hmm. I'm going to a psychiatrist for the first time in years. Years. You are. So I haven't been. In I, years. I probably need to see a therapist. I was seeing one for a while, but then it was like, okay, now we're just, we're, <laughs> I think we're done here. That's great. Oh, I'm going to see a psychiatrist because I want to get her to, evaluate my meds not that okay. i want to change them but my therapist was think, like i thought you were upping your meds and it was i helping. did i did i upped them by a tiny amount but my therapist was like you should have someone like checking on your meds that knows what they're doing and i was like i agree Bitch. yeah i agree i agree but god damn it everything is so expe- expensive like i was oh, like, you want to talk expensive so the prep yes, that I, I get prep you know PrEP is a pre-prophylactic, whatever. It's mm-hmm. to block the con- getting contracting HIV. Um, it's obviously That's, super, it's very expensive and it's that controversial. Should be free. And, that should be right, free. There, there's a whole saga that goes with it. And Gilead is truly just a monster. Anyway, um, if you're not with the Gilead program, you don't have insurance, it costs a lot of money. Well, I just upped my insurance, but I guess there was something wrong with my Gilead card, whatever. So when I went today, usually it's free. So when I went today, she scans it and she goes, um, are you okay with this price? It was $2,975. And I looked at her and I said, and I know this is in New York. I looked at her and I said, I wanted to say, in what world do you think I would look at you and say, yeah, that sounds great. 
Are you okay with this price? No, she should have read it and said that this seems high. I'm going to go back and check on this, which they did. But the fact that she slid over that much, and that's what prep costs for one month if you don't have insurance. That's the fucked up part. And they won't release the patent because they make money off it. So essentially, Gilead's making money off of people who are... Um, who are we're trying to stop from contracting HIV? We could simply eradicate HIV as we know it if we just gave it to everyone who needed it. Which I think there's like 250,000 people who in the United States who are in need of this medicine, but they can't wow. get it because they don't have insurance, and so they have to use Gilead's and blah, blah, blah. so. Anyways, they make money off of HIV, which is sick. Something That's like that, right, crazy. Tyler? I listened to a whole thing about it, and I'm pretty sure it's. I might be messing it up a little bit but it's something along those lines i think that is absolutely i've never even heard of gilly i've never wow i've never heard of that i i had no idea i had no idea but as we spoke on the uh, on the patreon the mm-hmm. technology used for the vaccines mdr what is it called tyler mrna 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 wasn't that madonna's album 10 years ago um Uh, actually they're doing trials for how to block people from contracting HIV and maybe get an HIV vaccine and they're having yeah same technology as keep keeping her alive Uh, that's a good one Tyler Tyler just said it's the same technology keeping Madonna alive oh Madonna looks better I've you know let me just say this I want to publicly apologize for all the mean things I've said about Madonna I said some I know and I know I shouldn't apologize for jokes but mm-hmm. I've said some pretty vicious things about someone that I love and respect. So I'm publicly apologizing right. for saying those things. I was from a different time. Right. And um, I still think she's made strange choices in her career as of late. But I shouldn't be so vicious towards someone who should um, garner so much respect. So that is okay. a public apology from this faggot. Now I just am googling her. It, the what she looks like. I mean, it was. Yeah, I mean, Adon- Madonna's had an amazing career. Um, right. Whoa, uh, you know, it's tough. It's tough. It's tough. It's tough. It's tough. And you know, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's tough. It's tough. It's tough. So I have to say, I mean, it's you know, tough. But the thing too is this now. You see even more than ever the wow factor of her maintaining her relevance for so long. It's different now because now we get people that amass millions of followers and then they have, you know, there's not the same one like movie star. There's not the same star that there used to be. But it's different, too, because someone could be famous and then they can be less famous but still have their core audience. And then that they have a connection you know, you can have people like in the comedians world where they sell out giant theaters, but then they're not in they're not movie stars. And then they could have a movie star that's super famous, but they don't keep their core well, audience. And lose it. This is, this is the different, um, this but, is the difference with, Oh, my aunt Cindy says she can talk. Can I call her real quick? Just to ask the question. All right. Hold on. She's babysitting too. Now my mom, my aunt Cindy, all they do is babysit. Hello. Hello. All right. Aunt Cindy, real quick question. Okay. Hey. Let's say, all right, for some reason, let's just say we're taking my mom out of the picture, okay? Mm-hmm. If I called you up and said, Cindy, I need to move back home. Can I come live with you? What would you say? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you pick the room. Emma's rolling her eyes. 
See, I'm telling I, my mom said the same thing because we Emma said her mother because you can't hear Emma, she's in my head, but Emma said or my ears, but Emma said we called her mom and her mom was like, Oh no, Emma, you're too old. You just <laughs> and I said, Emma, I'm telling you, if I call my mom, my aunt Cindy, if I call my grandma, they'd all say pick a room. Yeah. Yep. That would be a dream come true. Man, I know. <laughs> uh, if I say it's like, Mom, I'm not coming home. I'm like, oh my gosh, that would be great. That would be great. Mm-hmm. Hey, All right. She says, how you doing? Oh, good. All right. Well, I'll let, I'll let you take the boys home, but I just wanted to call and ask that question. Okay. Okay. Bye, Cindy. Okay. Bye. I love her. You know, I think that my dad, I mean, my dad has alluded to many times, like, yeah, if you wanted to come, like when I was doing that, when I was doing the reality show in Maine, um, he was like, this is great. Like, this is all, because I was saying, so he was like pumped, but to be fair to my mom, I've also never, over the years, I've gone back and lived at my mom's many a time. Right, right, right. I also just love, I love the relationship with you and your mom, because you two are so honest with each other. Like y'all have yeah, such an honest yes. way of speaking to each other. And yeah. I think you both know each other so well that that's a true mm. love. And and why I find this it funny is, is because you mm. calling your mother to ask if you can live with her obviously <laughs> means you're doing so well that you are not going, you know, like you're doing well. So she can say with <laughs> that, confidence, that like, made me start call- choking. <laughs> <laughs> but that means she could say I with mean, confidence, like, no, Emma, you're too old. Like, I mean, that's yeah. an honest relation. I, I quite love your relationship with your mother. I it's, think it's great. Well, so, so this happened over the weekend. So for the past, like, seven years, there's this painting that I my mom gave me. It's this little painting. And my sister went to art school. And I was like, my sister painted this. And I every apartment I go to, I bring it with me. It's not framed. It's this cute little painting, really bright colors. Looks like my sister's colors. And whenever, if someone comes over and I'm like, this is, you know, this is the couch. This is a fucking couch my mom gave me. I fuck, I hate this fucking luxury couch. I fuck this thing. This is a bed I picked out myself, the refrigerator. Oh, this is a painting my sister made. So I have the date. My date came over after the night I saw you. She came back to my place. Mm-hmm. Which she, she was great, over. by the way. She's great. We're making food. We had a lot of similarities in our family. You did. And she had said that before. And she, so you were making food. And I had showed her the painting the time she came over before. And then she, I remember, this was really, this was, so she's like trying to set up the TV so we could watch the show Love Life. And she was like on her knees and like kind of like looking up at me. So in my brain, I'm like, oh, she looks fucking hot. Like we're, so I kind of like held the back of her head or like kind of grabbed her throat or like, and I went to kiss her or something. And then she was, can I ask you a question? I thought she was going to say like, can you fuck me or something, you know, whatever, something hot. I mean, I was like, what? Like, yeah, ask me a question. And she was like, okay, you told me that your sister did that painting. And all of a sudden I'm like, what is happening? Like my brain is like, huh? She's like, you said your sister did that painting. Did your sister do the painting? And I was like, what? And she was like, it's okay if your sister didn't do the, your sister didn't do it, but I'm just confused. Like why you would go out of your way to say she did. And I was like, she did. Like what is happening? And she was like, she did. And I was like, yes. She was like, okay, because someone else wrote their name on it. And I was like, what? So on the painting is the, just the letter J, a giant J. It says J 2015. And my ex-girlfriend who was the art therapist, her name starts with J. So she was like, 
did she do this? And I was like, no, I swear to God, I thought my sister did. Like, I was like, what? My whole, I was like, what the fuck is this? Like the Twilight Zone. Called my mom. Next day, I said, who did that fucking painting that you said Katie did? She goes, what painting? And this is on <laughs> So I'm like, I swear, I thought, I know my ex didn't give me that. And if she did, I wouldn't have, that's fine. I wouldn't have lied. I wouldn't have gone out of my way to lie about it. My mom's like, what painting? What painting? And with my friend Maureen, what painting? And I was like, this Katie's painting. She's like, I don't know what you're talking about. So I showed it to her and she's like, oh, that painting. Yeah, no, I bought that New Hampshire to craft beer. I guess I thought Katie did it. And what? Did Katie ever paint before? She did. She went to art school, but it freaked me out because for like six years, I've been like, my sister did this. My sister did this. And now I don't know who the fuck did it. And I would have. Can we see the painting? Yeah, I would have thrown it out years ago. If you're on the Patreon, you can see all of this. You can see Emma's painting. I can't wait to see this. The painting's fine, but I just thought my sister did it. I mean, if I'm being totally honest. And it looks like a painting. uh, That's a good painting. If I'm being honest, it's a little nicer than the average painting my sister ever did now that I'm looking at it, but... Well, as an artist, I would say it looks like a painting that not a professional but amateur artist with talent did. Yes, yes, yes. So I could believe that your sister did that painting. It's not insane. Like, it's not like a printout of the Mona Lisa or something, and I'm like, my sister did this. (laughs) Right, right. But yeah, but it does say very clearly JS 2015, and... I just thought sex was happening, and then she was like, who did the painting? And I was like, who gives, what, my fuck, it's my sister did the painting. But, but it was okay. We, we worked through it. But this, I was bamboozled and hoodwinked by my own mother. Well, we're at about an hour. We this are. Is, this has been a fun episode. I really enjoy talking about your mother. I think you need to put her in your act more. I think well, she's so No! I'm putting her in less because... I realized after shows, people would come up to me and be like, oh my God, your mom's so funny. She should have a TV show. And I'm like, okay, I'm curating what she's saying, editing it, and then delivering, and then then exaggerating things to be a punchline. But if you say that, people are like, huh? So my mom- It sounds like, literally sounds like you should stuff. discuss this in therapy. I have. She, my therapist <laughs> is like, I don't understand comedy. But I'm like, people think my mom is a great, is like funny, but like- I, I'm like, I'm like, I'm not just, I'm, I'm curating this shit. You know what I mean? So I need to say the, I need to say the funny part is me. Otherwise it's too much. My mom's getting all the glory. Got it. All right, everyone. Well, make sure to follow us on Instagram inside the closet. We're still looking for suitors for Nick Smith and also find us on our Patreon at inside the closet. And Mm -hmm. we'll see y'all next week. A podcast network.